and, and I think that's also what we're trying to do with this podcast. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to yeah. be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I've definitely feel like I've talked to friends who feel like completely isolated and I was like, you're not, everybody is going through this alone, but together. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I joke a lot about how I'm not doing well, but it's, it's, it's true. You know, nobody's doing well. If you're doing well, that's weird. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to our podcast, Mum Jokes. I'm Lalita. I'm a queer mom of a 13-year-old, a single mom by choice, and a comic. And I'm Smita. I'm a mom of two and a comic as well. And I met Lalita through stand-up. We decided to start the podcast because we were wondering, how are other parents managing during the pandemic? Are they finding it as difficult as we do? And what are they doing to manage? So we decided to ask some people that we really like talking to, other comics. If you are looking for actual parenting advice and tips, this is not the podcast for you. Today, we're talking to Jeanette Marin. I love this woman. She's a stay-at-home mom by day and a stand-up comic by night. She's a PTA president, and if that wasn't enough for you, she's also beat cancer. Is there anything this woman doesn't do? Well, we're going to find out when we talk to her. But first, this is a clip from one of her sets live before the pandemic. Don't worry. Jeanette. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I'm excited to have an adult conversation again. <laughs> wow. You bet. Um, are they are they going to be all back at school then soon? So they actually started last Wednesday, three days ago. So now, you know, not only do they have to be on time because it's in my living room, but then I have to like clean up my living room. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and, you know, one's in one bedroom, the other's in the other bedroom and then I have one in the office area and one in the kitchen area so I'm hanging out all day hiding in my bathroom (laughs) (laughs) it's great it's great I'm getting a lot done you know my my toenails never look so good bullied a lot like in junior high because I grew up half Mexican but apparently it doesn't count if you don't speak Spanish some bullshit right (laughs) so my bullies they would like talk shit about me in Spanish I don't know if they were talking about how they had beat me up or they were gonna beat me up I couldn't conjugate (laughs) but now I righted that wrong my kids are in immersion school right so they speak Spanish yeah it's great except now they're in the car talking shit about me in Spanish I don't know if they're talking about how we're going home or they're gonna put me in a home bullshit 
wow. kids on screens all day. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I I can't even imagine the kind of chaos that must be happening for kids schooling in your house all at the same time. Is yes. it just very loud? Uh, well, they all have the headphones, but my kindergartner has to have them off because if he has headphones on, he doesn't participate. So I have one kindergarten class streaming in my kitchen living room area all day long. And other than that, everyone else is pretty much quiet on their headphones because they're a little older and they can handle that, you know. But yeah, I do have kindergarten all day long in my living room. And uh, it's fun. I get to dance with them and sing Itsy Bitsy Spider. And uh, my son, actually, while we were dancing on camera and the whole class was there, he said, Mama, why, do you, why when you dance do your boobs move so much? Oh, my God. <laughs> great, honey. Great. Let's not talk about that in class. Let's. let's... <laughs> Yeah, my friend once tried to, uh, poor girl, she, she's so sweet. She once wanted to buy me an outfit after I'd had kids. And she was like, are you still the same size? Like, is your chest size still the same? And I was like, same size, different location. <laughs> <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm stressed out when I have to be on a meeting for even 30 minutes or an hour at work. These kids are really under a lot of stress. It's hilarious to me now when I look back and think that we really thought this was going to be three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought it was going to be three weeks. <laughs> but, but I didn't think it was going to be like this. I, I don't know. I, um, but yeah, I mean, they're expected to be on screen the whole time. There are issues around that that are really quite unfair on teenagers. I mean, there should be a word for like that cleanup that you do just before a Zoom meeting. Like, you know, it's literally just shoving everything in the view of the camera out of sight, right? Do you guys do that as well? Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's ridiculous. Well, I just use a green screen. Just don't let them see any of it. I just... Clever. Clever. I bought um, some green tablecloths from the dollar store and I put them up on the wall and I choose a picture that I want and they can't see anything. And I have my kids doing the same so that they don't share anything that they don't want to. That is a really good idea. I might talk to my kid about that because I'm already, I have to say, much more than concerned about his emotional well-being and the invasive nature of him having to do a school on Zoom. It's like, what is the teacher going to think about the state of his room and how is that going to reflect on me as a mom? (laughs) That's my number one concern. Absolutely. I moved because their schooling is now on Zoom. Because we were living in a two-bedroom apartment with four children, just stacked in bed, bunk beds, just on top of each other. So it, we had been putting it off for a long time, but we finally moved last weekend, actually, uh, before their school started. Um, yeah. It's been well, a lot of fun. When you spend a lot of time at home, you realize you don't like your home. <laughs> <laughs> because of the pandemic, we were just like, okay. I, we have to do everything ourselves. Wow. Yeah, it's true. Like everyone's been forced to do so many things that previously you could kind of just hope society, society would help you do. The one that I heard <laughs> that really freaks me out is people giving birth alone. You just have to go into the hospital by yourself. And I'm like, 
I mean, I get it. Like you do most of the work by yourself. There's not a lot someone else can do, but you know, the support, right? I gave birth by myself, but my sister was there and um, it was at home. It was in London. It's what I wanted. I was one of those hippie moms that I make fun of. <laughs> wow. By yourself at home. Yikes. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. And it was, um, it was wild. And um, wait, good wild or bad wild? <laughs> good question. But, you know, with hindsight, it was like, wow, was, was that a good idea? But anyway, it all worked out. <laughs> I had what was called a geriatric pregnancy. Uh, that's a medical speak for, we thought that was scientifically impossible, but whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, the medical establishment loves themselves with euphemism. They started referring to my favorite body part as my birth canal. <laughs> I conceived my son the way God intended. I was lying on my back with a man in the room next door with a porn magazine and a cup. <laughs> and uh, when the doctor in the white coat came to put the little fish inside me, I was listening to a motivational insemination tape. <laughs> and I had to visualize the fish being a strong swimmer, so get to the end. And the funny thing is, my son now actually is a really good swimmer. I suggest you get a tape that encourages sperm to make a lot of money for mom's retirement. That, that's better. That's better. Um, but here's a little fun fact. Most children are conceived, quote unquote, naturally uh, between Christmas and New Year. And my son was conceived between Christmas and New Year because I just happened to be in the clinic with the sperm donor and everything. And it worked out when he was being born at the end of September, everybody else's kid was also being born because that's the window. The next window is um, Valentine's Day, apparently. There's some windows where children are- How unoriginal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Between Christmas and New Year's, the biggest window. And so there weren't any midwives. Oh my goodness, I can't even imagine. For me, it was the best. I loved it and everything. That, you know, I had no drugs, right? I had nothing, nothing. Oh my oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I'm traumatized by this story. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I was the opposite. I like went to the hospital at the earliest moment. I was like, give me all of the pain. Give me the epidural immediately. Yeah. yeah I was in the middle of that. I was like, give me the epidural for all of them. And then it only worked on half my body. Can I ask which half? <laughs> <laughs> um, I could feel everything in my right side, but I oh. couldn't feel it in my left. I didn't even think of left side. And, oh my goodness. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Not the top or bottom half. No, but <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So you kind of had like, almost like you're in between me and Smitha. Like you hadn't paid. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> half and half. Wow. Look at us. We've covered the spectrum. Right. It's very like a Goldilocks and the three bears. Like mine was just awful. Right in the middle. <laughs> I, I see. I didn't want the the alone at home experience. I wanted to be in a hospital that had as much experience as possible. So I went to the one that like was a teaching hospital. And so there were like 8,000 people in my room every time. So for the last one, I said, um, I don't want anyone in here. I've taught enough people. <laughs> so, but the nice. other ones, I allowed a lot of people in the room. And by the third one, this one poor kid, 
And I was like, is this your first delivery? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) And I like showed him how to get the placenta out. And I like pushed on my stomach and it went all over his shoes. And I still laugh about that to this day. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, because... (laughs) hippie mom I was obviously going to eat my placenta but that that thought went away quite quickly that plan when when I actually saw it (laughs) (laughs) why was it very ugly oh Oh, yeah 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 it's disgusting I mean it's just like the just are you kidding me the placenta is a miracle like your body just kind of spontaneously sprouts a whole new organ that handles a whole life it's beautiful although for me because i'm a vegetarian a placenta is about as appetizing as a chicken tender so i'm like either or whatever i mean i've seen mine like you know i i don't know i just like it's such an amazing or i mean i hear what you're saying it's not the it's not making any covers of magazines anytime soon And also, Smitha, you can say say something is beautiful and amazing and life-giving and, you know, still not want to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like chicken tenders. (laughs) There's some good chicken tenders out there. I know. Uh, I've been binge watching uh, Grace and Frankie on Netflix. Oh, isn't that the best? It's so good. It is so good. If you yes. it, uh, I think you would like it. You know what? I tried. I didn't love it. Okay. Both of you, like, what is like the one big reason I should watch Lily it? Lily Tomlin? Okay. <laughs> yes, fine. That okay. you know, Tomlin makes up for Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda is kind of the reason not to watch it. But like if Jane Fonda is, is the placenta, then Lily Tomlin. <laughs> It's the really good chicken tenders. I thought you were going to say, if Jane Fonda's the placenta, Lily Tomlin's the baby. Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the support system. She's good, but I also struggle with her a little bit. Uh, But Lily Tomlin is amazing. It's a good show. It makes me laugh. Yeah. I mean, I I always get interested in shows that pass the Bechdel test, which is like, what, when women talk to each other about something other than men, right? Yeah. Um, That's true. But they, they do um, talk about ageism in this show a lot. And they talk about like the needs of women and how that, that changes over time. So that's, I mean, I, yeah, I think it's really feminist in that way. And it's, I mean, we're, and my identity as a mother and especially my identity as a single mother because I chose to be a single mother. And then my identity as a queer single mother. Those are really strong parts of my identity. So, but there's still so much more to us than being moms, right? When does that get a look in, especially, especially in this pandemic? When do we get to be not moms? Right, that's the hardest part. Okay, the biggest stay-at-home mom is the hardest job in the world. Sometimes I get a woo for that. A little late. A little late. That's all right, cynics. I can prove it. Okay, uh, think about your worst day at work. I guarantee it did not start with your boss in the next room saying, Wake up! I got shit on my leg! Get to work. I try to walk out, they follow me. They're like, Mama, Mama, where are you going? Mama, Mama, can I come? Mama, 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 why are you crying? You know why? Because the noise level alone, it's psychological. 
Civil warfare. I didn't, I didn't realize before how much I loved my me time. Mm -hmm. And it was very few and far between, like, driving to gigs or or the few moments they were at school, all of them together, you know, because my youngest was in preschool. I did not realize how much alone time I got. And now I can really tell how much alone time I got. Mm, yeah. If I that, miss it so much. I have to say, like, 2020 has been a big exercise in gratitude for the things I used to have. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just like grasping for moments here and there where I can be, you know, on my, in my backyard without them for five minutes, enjoying my coffee. And, you know, before it was like, oh, I used to go to Starbucks and get a coffee. You know? <laughs> right. I have a question. Like, do you guys deal with the guilt of that? I, I struggle with that because I'm like, you know what? I'm so lucky. You know, I'm safe with my kids and, you know, I did want more time with them. So, you know, who am I to feel this way? And so then I feel guilty about the fact that I feel bad. And then I'm like, this is too many layers of like negative. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I kind of go into that pit, but th there's something about moderation where like, I do want to have all this time with my kids, but like a little bit of moderation, a little bit of socialization and exposure to society would be good. I miss that. Yeah. No, I don't feel bad at all. Not at all. <laughs> mm. No, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but like I I'm still a person. I'm not just a mom, you know? Yeah. Maybe a lot of it is every time I feel bad for myself, I'm like, no, because other people are having it so much worse. So I'm not allowed to feel bad. I have that completely. Like I preface every complaint about life as it is right now or preface or post face, whatever the saying is about with you know, but of course, I'm grateful that I have an income, I have stable housing. And then I do struggle with, well, what am I allowed to feel exactly? Because I feel overwhelmed with it. And at the same time, the things that are truly overwhelming in terms of the immediate security of life, I don't have to worry about at this stage. And so, yeah, I do feel guilty about that or more confused than guilty. I just don't. I, I mean, <laughs> sorry. Talk to I, me. I need to hear from you, Gina. Tell it's me. Because, you know what? I could feel guilty about that every day, but you have to live every day as if there's no tomorrow. You know, there's no one day. And, you know, you said it in my intro. I am a cancer survivor. So every day feels like a bonus day now. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why, why feel bad about living your life when that's the best thing that you can do is live it? <laughs> but I'm, I'm a positive person raised Catholic, right? So I was like, wait, I'm no stranger to guilt. Does this mean I get to blame my cancer on my kids? She's like, I don't think we can. I was like, I think we can. <laughs> She's like, uh, you don't understand. Um, you have an easy cancer. Oh, bitch. <laughs> Doctors can sometimes be dumb. There's no such thing. That's why you get a cancer card. I pull that son of a bitch out everywhere I go. I pulled it out at the library before because they tried to charge me $55 for a book about a duck. I was like, I could not return this book on account of my cancer. You're a mood librarian. <laughs> Free of charge. Shot, 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 shot. I, I used to do comedy before I, I had kids. And then I had all the kids and I stopped doing comedy. And then I got cancer, uh, thyroid cancer. 
and I had to beat that. And at the end of that, you know, I had always told myself one day I would go back and do comedy and cancer and near death experiences and, and facing a pandemic and, and being uncertain about your, your livelihood or about your well-being, it teaches you that there's no one day and you're just going to have to go out and, and, and do it. Because it made me think if I died tomorrow, what are my kids going to think I was? And I, I, I wanted to prove to myself and to them that I was a comedian and I, and I could do these things. So every day is bonus day. And I don't, I don't feel guilty about that at all. I love this. This is the content I'm here for. Yes, seriously. This is our, the, our, the, the meaning, uh, the, the purpose of this podcast has just, everything is, everything is good now. I have a friend <laughs> when she hears me or when she used to hear me, cause I don't do it anymore. Complain about my age. She was like, you know, every day is a gift. It is. Like, yeah. I truly believe that. Yeah. And you can't argue with a cancer survivor, you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I pulled the cancer card. I pulled it. <laughs> nice. Love it. <laughs> We're supposed to think of uh, aging as a negative thing. And I mean, menopause sucks big time. There's no doubt about that. But nevertheless, you know, every day is a gift and there's lots of positives as well. I, I think I'm going to go with Jeanette's Celebrate the Little Things because... You oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What have you guys been doing for self-care in the pandemic? Um, for me... I've been taking a lot of walks and along oh, the way so I, healthy. Yeah. And along the way I stare into my neighbor's houses to see what they're doing in there, <laughs> uh, which is a bit creepy, but it's very creepy. Yeah. But you know what? If you, if you've left your blinds open, I'm going to look in. Okay. That's fair. Mental note to always close my blinds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been getting groceries delivered to my house, which doesn't sound like self care, but, Oh. When you put like five gallons of ice cream in your cart, you do not have to be judged by the checkout person anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's been my self-care. Nice. Um, also, I've been doing like a lot of Zoom, like with friends. Yeah, that's been really helpful for me. Just that social interaction, the talking, the we play games. It's uh, weekly and I just look forward to it every day you know i really love taking baths i get like the salt <laughs> this is like i'm gonna sound like the whitest person um you know and i have the candles and everything and i have a friend who doesn't understand it and and she rings me um and i'll be like i'm just about to go in the bath but you know we can talk while i'm in the bath and she's like why would you do that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i would have anxiety somehow they can see me <laughs> Yeah. Or what if I drop my phone? That would make me paranoid. Yeah. yeah. My friend is a very old friend. I know that she would be discreet, but I could handle it. The phone is a much bigger concern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine having to replace something vital like that? And then having to deal with all these, like, I don't go anywhere. No stores. Like, you know, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> And there was this wall called kitchen tools and on that wall of kitchen tools they had some things like avocado slicer, egg slicer, butter slicer, banana slicer. You know, they, they shouldn't have called that wall kitchen tools. They should have called it, that's right, you can't do that with a knife. <laughs> um, okay, pop quiz. 
What's the difference between a grapefruit knife and a regular knife? A trust fund. <laughs> Yeah, my friend invited me to come like sit socially distance in her garden while they played some music. I almost cried because I was so overwhelmed by being near people again after so many months. And yeah. Yeah, I don't go anywhere. I've been dreaming about talking to people. Just having conversations with faces is my dreams right now. <laughs> it's weird. Huh? I went into um, a nearby city recently. And so I went and got a coffee and sat on this little square, properly socially distanced and, and with everything. And it was like I was in a dream. Like I could not believe it. And I just sat there for like an hour and a half watching people go by. And it felt incredible. Yeah. I miss people watching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I joke about like how, you know, even even... Like, I don't understand the people who are like, oh, I've gotten so much done. I'm, I'm accomplishing so much. No, like I'm still wishing people belated birthdays. Like I have none of my shit together. <laughs> I think it's fair to just forget people's birthdays because like, how did it get to be the middle of August? Like, wasn't I know, <laughs> isn't it still March? No, what happened to May, June, July? I like, no, birthdays, no. Just no. <laughs> well, in September, all four of my kids are going to have a birthday in, well, not in September, all of them, but the last one of this pandemic will have their birthday in September. All four of them have had a birthday. Wow. It's, a, it's, a, it's definitely different, you know? <laughs> Instead of like, what restaurant do you want for dinner? It's okay, what do you want me to make? My last one, she's like, I want a chocolate lava cake. <laughs> I can promise you chocolate and a cake. <laughs> yeah. You're like two out of three. That's a pass. <laughs> I've been doing this for like a couple of years. He's 13 right now. So I give him a budget and I say, you can have a party. You need to do something. You can have gifts, whatever it is, but it needs to fall within this budget. And he spends a month strategizing. It's a really great exercise. But this year he's already told me, I'll just have the money, mom. <laughs> it's just nuts. And you're like, that's, that's wise. Let's do that. Yeah, you can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's also what we're trying to do with this podcast. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to yeah. be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I've definitely feel like I've talked to friends who feel like completely isolated. And I was like, you're not, everybody is going through this alone, but together. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I joke a lot about how I'm not doing well but it's 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 true you know nobody's doing well if you're doing well that's weird <laughs> a little bit yeah. yeah yeah i mean you can do covid well you can be covid okay but it needs to be qualified in some way i mean if you're actually just having a really great time i don't know you need to turn on the news <laughs> <laughs> you're not connected enough <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. You guys are fantastic. If you want to follow us on social media, 
You can. Um, anybody can find me on Facebook or Twitter, uh, Jeanette Marin, J-E-A-N-E-T-T-E-M-A-R-I-N, or add a little C-O for Jeanette Marin Company on Twitter. Um, yeah, just follow me, and then uh, I always post my shows there, and you can always, like, tune in from your couch for a Zoom show. Lalita, how can we find you? I am Lalita D, which is D-double-E, Lalita D Comedy on all the platforms. And you can find me, Smitha, at Almost Favorite on Twitter.